bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So there's so much stuff going on in the city today. Um, I was reading a list of stuff that was happening in the city, and I decided I quit. Like, I started reading, and I'm starting to look at this stuff, and I'm thinking, there's a lot going on in this city. A lot of good stuff, but it's also a lot of bad stuff. Later, I'll talk about the, the Peso Pluma cancellation because of the <laughs> drug cartels that are, fighting for, that are fighting against each other and trying to threaten. Okay. I mean, it's like anything else, right? You pay somebody else to do something, right? You're a trillion-dollar drug operation and you simply pay somebody else to do the deed in another country if they get caught and go to jail you pay their family millions of dollars and take care of them for the rest of their life hmm and so as i was thinking today i started kicking around something and maybe it has to do with my age. Maybe it has to do with having lived a number of decades and have seen things continue to repeat itself. And I look at poverty and I start to ask myself, what is the solution to poverty? How will we actually fix it? So I've said it before and we've been told that graduating from high school getting a full-time job and waiting to get married to have children is the way that you go. So the American Enterprise Institute, a conservative think tank, 
did that in like 2007 in a, in a report and they, and they called it the success sequence right so you can you take these steps and these three steps and you're great what they found in another study is that only two percent of the people completing the sequence in 2007 were poor so people thought hey that makes sense right well, 76% of those who violated all three rules were poor. So if they didn't graduate from high school, they didn't get a full-time job, and they had kids before they were married, 76% of them were poor. However, when you actually take a step back, and, and I've been reading a couple books and the one Sandra told me about the other day, about poverty in America. The author talks about the fact that when you dig into the data, you find more people were poor that actually followed all three rules than those who actually broke the rule. And, and here's where things go south. Black people who followed the sequence of graduating from high school, getting a full-time job, and waiting to get married actually, well, they were less successful than the whites who followed the same sequence. And so what they found also which will doesn't sit well with me, but I understand it. The success of the sequence, unfortunately, you know, it's unfortunate. That's, that's, that's my point of view is the success of it is getting a job, not getting married. And I know that'll rub some people the wrong way. And we've been taught that, that marriage is the most important thing. And I believe it is. But one of the other things that it does is we fail to look at the way tax laws, the way disability, the way the poverty programs assist people, you get more when you're single. Also, when you start to look at the, just, just the cost of childcare, it's ridiculous. Too many people benefit from poverty on top of that. Yes, we have Section 8. I think we still have Section 8 housing, low-income housing, scattered site housing. We love to call it all these wonderful names to kind of not let people know that poor people are moving in. The problem is the buildings that are owned are owned by suburbanites who make money off poverty. We also have nonprofits who make money off poverty. We've got some nonprofits in Milwaukee that have generations of families working there and making money off of poverty. Nonprofits that are supposed to fix the problem move slowly and perpetuate the problem to the point where we have some programs like disability where the program pays a lawyer to help you get disability 
and the lawyer gets more money off numerous people versus your one check. So they actually spend more money on the lawyers to get people disability than they actually do for the people who get disability. Instead of looking at the world based on who makes money and who doesn't, because that's what we do, right? We take a scorecard because we're quick to always say Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. I mean, how many hundred billion dollars does he have, right? But do these people really, really do anything for other people? I think we look at success, we look at poverty incorrectly. And because we look at it incorrectly, we don't really understand exactly what it means to be poor. And we think we have all the accoutrements it takes to be rich or successful when in fact we think we are but we actually aren't. And so we think because we have a job, we're able to pay our bills every month and we're able to make it look like we're doing okay and we're able to pay off our school loan and we're able to do all these things like own a house. Whoever said owning a house made you successful? Whoever said owning a house is an important thing to do? As I got older, I started to realize that a house does absolutely nothing for you other than living in it. You could do that in an apartment. Yeah, but you don't have anything for it. Why do you need anything for it? Show me a person that bought a house that got rich because they bought a house. Not real estate, but a house. Many times we buy it, we use it, we take the money we make, when the house goes up in price and we buy another one. Rarely do we take that money and invest it, buy another business, diversify and build it up, right? So then why? Who said, oh, that's right, the banks and the credit people said, everybody should own a house. And then we pay taxes and on and on and on. So instead of looking at the world based on who makes money and who doesn't, I believe the operative question we need to ask is who gets eaten and who gets to eat? Because that's what it comes down to. Those in poverty get eaten. Those who have the money, they get to eat. And so then you have to ask yourself the question, why is poverty in America? Well, I got to tell you, poverty is in America because we want it to be. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
supposed to do is you're supposed to interrupt me while I'm eating my loaded french fries with bacon and cheese and onions. I don't even like onions, but I like these onions on loaded fries. I'm just saying. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You interrupted me in <clears throat> loaded fries. So, uh, and now everybody looking at me like, I hate you and I'm hungry. So, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 833-212-1017 is the number. Derek said. Thanks, Dr. Ken. You're on point again. And then CR Note said, Dr. Ken, I disagree with you about owning a house versus renting an apartment. When owning, you actually pay yourself versus paying others to maintain the property. Um. We're both right. See, here's what happens. We tend to listen to what people say and then apply it to everybody. That's part of our problem. We don't respect diversity within our race. We expect every black person to vote the same way, walk the same way, live the same way, be the same way, think the same way. That's a problem. For some people owning and renting an apartment, let's say me, I love it because it's about to get cold. And if I wasn't teaching full time, I would say to myself, you know what? I think I'm going to find me an apartment out west and then go out west and sit there for November, December, January, February, March. Uh, it's still raining. April, May. Oh, look, it's June. It's warm. I think I'll go to Milwaukee. Nope. I'm going to go to the state of Maine. I'm going to go to Delaware and just go. It gives you the mobility when you have the financial ability. So to say owning a house, it's great. Yes, you can have money in it and you can use your own money and all that. But in the end, I'm not paying somebody a mortgage for 30 years. I'll pay for 20, maybe. That's it. But I think we forget that for you owning a house, the only people that make money on owning a house are the people that you're paying at the bank. That's why it's so important to not have a mortgage to pay it off. But I digress. That's just me. There's no hard and fast rule on owning a house versus renting an apartment. People want to be fluid. They want to be mobile. So they don't buy a house. They have to go through the trauma, go through all the crap. And if you don't own the, and if you don't own the house long enough, you pay tax on it. So all those tax things that we forget about and, and 1035 transfers and all that I don't have to deal with. I can just get up and if I don't like this neighborhood, you know, get me a six month lease. And if I don't like it, leave. Like literally leave. But that's just me. 833-212-1017 is the number. We have to do something about poverty. We have to change poverty in a way that makes sense for everybody. We have to remove 
the racial component of poverty. And I, and I, and I think when we do, we'll stop painting a picture that the only people in poverty are minorities. I actually hate that word, but I'm going to have to come up with something that better represents people. I'm definitely not using BIPOC. That's a stupid word. Oh, you're BIPOC. So we've reduced black, Pacific Islander, Aleutian, Alaskan, Indian, natives, people from Central America, people from Asia, people from Asia Minor, all these people in the world that are non-white, we've reduced them to a five-letter word. That's ridiculous. Again, taking people who outnumber and making it small enough so that they're dismissed by simply calling them BIPOC. Dumb. Nope. No offense if you use the word BIPOC, but it's a silly word. And so I need to know how we can fix poverty. 833-212-1017. How do we fix poverty in Milwaukee? We already know the levers that we need to use, right? And in, in agreement with CR Note, home ownership is one of them. It's not the end all to be all, but it's one of, it, it, it can be one of them. Real estate, it can be one of them. But what about education? We keep following in the footsteps of people who don't do us well. And we're still stuck with people not doing us well. And we have nothing to show for it. So because of that, I think the first step we need to do is change the school board of the Milwaukee Public Schools. We need to get people on the school board that are not conservative, not liberal, but child-focused, not union-focused. And then if we can do it, we'll set it up where the union may get one or two seats on the board, but that's about it. We'll hear your voice, but we need parents, we need professionals in the community that are not gonna kowtow and put millions and billions of dollars into a system that never trickles down to the kid. And then every time you complain, you complain, you say you need money for the children. That's why when I hear people say that, it's for the children, it's not. Global warming, it's not for the children. It's for the people that will make money off of global warming and climate change. Poverty isn't for the children. Getting rid of poverty is for the people who teach people how to get rid of poverty or the people that help people get out of poverty or the lawyers that go to court to get people onto welfare, onto disability. When you spend more money assisting people 
than giving to the people. Think about what could a child do? No, I'm sorry, you. What could you do with $10,000? Because based on the people that are in poverty, the amount of money that we spend, the billions of dollars that we spend, we could give each person, man, woman, and child, $10,000 and then help them be able to invest it or do whatever they need to do in order to live in the next 15, 20 years, a great life. But instead, we don't. We give it to the people who are trying to assist the people trying to have a better life. So what are we going to do? 833-212-1017 is the number. I have an idea of how to get rid of poverty. And no, it's not being a socialist. No, it's not taking money from the rich and giving it to the poor. I'm not Robin Hood. I don't even like the name Robin. <laughs> so, but, but what are we going to do to get people to understand that to get out of poverty, it has to start with you. We've got too many people that are living a life of luxury, I put that in quotes, by not working. And the government says they're going to help you, but they never quite come through. There's always something lacking. Immigrants in America, we always talk about how immigrants come over here and do well. Immigrants in America in the 1960s was one for every 20 people in this country. One out of 20 was born in another country. Today, it's one in eight. Can we calculate the fact that we have so many immigrants that now they weigh down the, the, the welfare, the social programs? Can we calculate the fact that if they come in and get and, and will work for less money, they then drive down the wages? In some cases, yes. But in the end, it's incumbent upon you to go get all of the requisite things and not just education, not just not having children, but the job piece is the most important thing. The job that you get will dictate your future. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. When we come back, your call, talking text line, traffic, sports, and weather. Up next, you are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on one zero one seven The Truth, The Truth app, and one zero one seven The Truth dot com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Violations. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Martin, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Thank you, and I appreciate you and what you have done. Literally. Okay. I'm from okay. thirty. I'm from 31st and Vine. I went to 31st Street School. I don't know if you know where that is. I should At the same time, it is now an academy. I have to say, if that you give somebody money, they spend it faster and fast. You give somebody a car, they'll destroy that car. If they go out and earn it, they will keep it forever. So, what we're talking about is that how can you help our community? Well, I Martin, love my community. Martin, Martin, I have a question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who who Please. are we talking about specifically? I'm talking about my community. A guy says to me today, he says, if you win the Powerball, you're going to leave. And I said, I would never leave. I would start by giving everybody a chance. Stop all what's going on. It's not the color of our skin. It is our emotions. You cannot help somebody. You cannot give them something. Give them the opportunity. If you give the opportunity and you show them the way that I can go from uh, alcoholic mom, I didn't meet my father until I was 24, and I said I will not, I would do my best not to do what my parents did. I've been married 35 years. Nobody gave me nothing. Everybody thought it was funny that I went to work every day. But is that really said, true? Oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Wait, wait, it wait. is. Is it true I'm that sorry, nobody ever gave you? Is it true that nobody ever gave you anything? Correct. Okay. I got paid five dollars a day. Wait, 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 wait. I'm a you white got paid kid. Five dollars. So, in other words, somebody gave you a job. He gave me the opportunity. So somebody? No, 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 no. I have to. You can you can couch it an opportunity, and I can appreciate that. But I I, I think we're saying the same thing. I, I think we're saying you're the same a doctor, thing. so I'm I'm following you. No, I I think you're absolutely correct. Opportunity. You can call it an opportunity. You can call it somebody giving you something. But you were presented with an option, and you chose you're the right. right one. Well, a lot of people want to beat the guy up, like literally. And I said, why would you read him up? He pays us five bucks a day and buys us lunch. And I grew up on 31st of Vine. I'm a Catholic kid, but not really. I love Baptist church, to be honest with you. I can't. I don't understand Catholic church. I love Baptist church. Plus, they gave us free spaghetti, which I loved. I'm a white kid. So wait a minute. Never, you just said that you weren't going to bring color into it, and then you keep telling us you're a white kid. All right, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just telling you the feeling. But you are you are absolutely correct, and I apologize. It's Apology never been accepted. about that when I grew up. Correct. And now, so so we're actually getting out of point. Um, so I, what I like to say is that if you present the opportunity, when I was a kid, there was J's, 
Citizenship. There was Wonder Bread. There was Ellis Chalmers. There was all these jobs. Harley Davidson. On 31st and Vine, everyone made money. Vietnam happened. They had the veterans walking through our neighborhood. My mom married a veteran. Happened to be a sharecropper from Mississippi. He showed me things. And it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you save. That's and that's right. what every every person has lost. And I preach that all day long. I don't care if you make five bucks an hour, but if you live with your parents, you better save some money. And if you don't, then they are enabling you. My brother-in-law, 40 years old, lives with his parents. He says to me at a family light party, as his aunt is going to pass to the next world, I don't believe in death. I believe in passing. He says, Marty, you got all kinds of money. Why don't you give me some money? I thought he was joking. I literally started laughing. He said, why don't you give me five grand? I said, uh, if I did that, I'd do a, a disjustice to you. You live with your parents. You have no bills at all. I live in a hundred. I'm sorry. I bought it for 170. It's worth a half a million dollars now. Because I was the ant, and you are the grasshopper. Everybody look up that story. Don't blame me. Don't ask me for it. Do it yourself. You live with your parents. You should have a pocket full of money. I work but on the inner city to... Oh, but, sorry, but, go ahead. But, but there's one part of it that's missing, Martin. Can you figure out what that is? Um, The opportunity? <laughs> Did I get it right, doctor? No. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I learn stuff every day. And I'm, if I ever say I know everything, then I'm an idiot. Please tell me, doctor. First and of all, I you're forgot your first idiot. name, and I apologize. Ken. Thank you. I appreciate but, it. Ken. Thank you. But here's I the issue. I appreciate that. If you're not. You can tell him you're not going to give it to him. But if you're not going to teach him how to get it the way you got it, it makes no sense. I did. I literally said, if I, I, I said it previously, if you live with your parents. No, you no, that's not bills. what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. I, I, huh. I buy a house. You don't own a house, okay. right? Example. I own a house. Well, hold on. Own a house. Nobody owns it's, a house. Let me Nobody finish. owns let me a finish. house. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let, let me I'm make sorry. my point. I am, I, rec I respect your point. Let me make mine. Thank you. Thank you. I own a house. You want to buy a house. So in order for you to buy a house, instead of talking to you about how, I walk you through what I did, where I went, um, how I looked, how I got an agent, signing the contract. How long is the contract? I like it, Ken. What's the percentage? Yes, sir. Every step. Then I'll do it with you. The second You're making time, me smile. Go you ahead. do it yourself. But that's not what we do. Uh, we tell people, hey, you should do this and you shouldn't do you that. Ain't but we never give them the steps and the detail Correct. on how to do it. Correct. Correct. So my detail was if you live with your parents, why are you not working? Why are you not saving any money? You're not saving a dime. No, you're telling me, but you're not showing. 
Well, no, I show sit them. down with the person I, and show them because you're no, no. He's right. Did you sit down, pen, pencil, paper, and do it? I will. I like that attitude, and like I said, if I don't learn something every day, I ain't doing nothing right. Well, I learned something. So from you I today, like Martin. I tell you what, I learned so much from people. I can walk in any neighborhood in this city. Anywhere. And I have a three-second rule. Three seconds. If you look at me with a positive eye, negative eye, whatever it is. So what I say to our whole city of Milwaukee, show consideration, show patience. And what you just said, I'm going to write it on a piece of paper. And I had to stop myself from swearing because... I'm a good person. I care about people. Money means nothing. Happiness, a roof, food in your stomach, and health. I lost 31 people in my life. 31. I lost all my sister, my brothers, my father, my mother, my friends. So I understand. And I understand what everybody's going through. But if they just take a little patience, yep. and I understand riding riding a bus to go for an hour to work, that's ridiculous. And then working eight hours and then riding a bus back for an hour. And I go to my old neighborhood and it breaks my heart. There yeah, but was, it's uh, not ridiculous. But, but, but it's not ridiculous when... When that's all you have, and that's the better school to go no. to. So, well, you know what? But, I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying okay. that at all. What I was saying is that, to me, it is. They're pushing neighborhoods out of neighborhoods. Correct. Like in my neighborhood right now, there's jobs where they can't even fill. Literally on Fifty First and and Ryan. There's a hundred buildings there, jobs everywhere. But who's going to come, my point was, who's going to go from that neighborhood all the way over here, work eight hours, and then go all the way back? But you have to do it if you want to get ahead. But I, wait a minute. Get that. Wait a minute. But why not? Why, why wouldn't someone do that? Like, that's not a big deal. I lived in Chicago. It took me an hour to get to work, hour and 15 minutes every single day. Well, and I worked five in Chicago. days a week. That's, so I yeah, don't understand what, but we're making people I lazy. get what you're saying. We're trying to make no, it too easy. No. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? You are right. But you Dr. just said who wants to. That person that wants to have a job and better their life and grow right. and take care right. of their families is going to do and, All right. Thank Dr. you, Martin. Ben, I got a roll. Hold on. Thank you for just real sex. I'll be real fast. Go, go ahead. That's why, I have, that's why I'm a master plumber, because everybody said, why are you doing that, Marty? Why are you doing that? And I said, what else am I going to do? Go to jail? Dr. Ken, thank you. All right. Thank you much, Martin. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, I'm going to go through the talk and text line. It kind of blew up a little bit, but I think we needed to hear from Martin to get a, another perspective about the things that are going on in poverty in Milwaukee. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. It's the number. Rob, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Dr. Ken, how you doing, man? Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for having me. Um, without bashing the last caller, and I just want to chime in on a couple of things that you're talking about before we get into things. Um, it's easy for him to say that money is not everything and to anyone who says that and those that have it um who says money is not everything and it can't make you happy try giving away all your money and Correct. being broke flat broke <laughs> without anything in your bank account so right. i beg to differ right. you know what i mean yep me myself i know when i have zero dollars in my bank account or in my pocket as soon as i get five dollars i'm a whole lot happier and five dollars is not a lot of money <laughs> that's not that could really buy you anything but i know I'm, my mood drastically goes up yep but now let's talk let's talk about the situation as far as the situation with this in milwaukee the people in poverty because i'm still i consider myself still in poverty um but it's a uh, hard to save money or accumulate any money when something always comes up and you have no security cushion. You know, a lot of people, if you have no life insurance policy, I know a lot of times on your show, you talk about life insurance. A lot of times people in the inner cities of Milwaukee or inner cities of cities across the nation, a lot of times families have no life insurance policy where they leave anything behind for that but you security. Do, but you do understand that you can actually afford life insurance. You no, I have it. it. No, I, I, I do okay. have it. But people, most people don't have the mindset. They're not taught about it. Or even if they are, they don't feel they can't afford it, so they don't get it. But, no, you can't afford it. You are absolutely correct, and it's very important to have. I do have it for my for my son's mother and my son, so just in case something happens to me, they can bury me, and they'll be comfortable with what's left over. You know, I think it's very important. You know, but a lot of times... That's the reason why inner cities across the world, across the United States, families don't, they struggle because there is no insured life insurance policy left behind and they don't know how to save it. And a lot of people, even if they work, even if they do have it, they don't know how to save. Once they get it, they go through it because they don't know how to save and do all that because the people that are working from check to check or work a job, even middle income, it's always something comes up with the money because they're not taught how to save. And even if you do art, try to save, you can't save because for some reason, like myself, something is always coming up where it's just like almost like a curse. Where if your parents were always struggling paycheck to paycheck or something, you know, living, struggling with finances, you do right. too. Because it's just but, but, something but Rob, I don't know Rob, Rob, Rob yeah. go ahead. couple things. I think first, thank you for your input because I think it is powerful so that people hear that. Number two, we have to realize that not when we don't have information about people, we can't assume why they can or can't 
make it. We're just assuming it based on our circumstances. And I don't know Very if true. that's fair. Number three, I think that one of the things we have to do is recognize that many people can't. They literally can't because they don't have the money. They may, there, there, may be, there, are, there are myriad things that, you know, health, um, habit, all those things play a part in, in how you make it. And so what would you suggest the first thing is that someone can do in order to actually, no, let, let, me, let me rephrase that. What can you do today, Rob, to change your circumstances and live a better life? That's a good question, and I'm going to put this in perspective for not only for the listeners, but for myself as well. For one, I need to stop spending the way I spend, because I know sometimes, not saying I spend frivolously, but if I can cut back on going out a little bit and get a better job, that's one number one, a better job. If I had a higher-paying job, I would be able to do a little bit more with the money that I earn, put a little bit into a Roth IRA or a 401, 401k or an IRA so I can't let it grow interest or a high-yielding savings account where I can go and get paid dividends off those monies every month where I can have okay. second in, secondary income because quite obviously the lifestyle that I live, I know just a job salary is not enough. And then also if you invest in something maybe – that you find that you can make money off of, that you can have a secondary income, another stream, that's what I'm getting at. You have to find another way because, but for me, I know I don't live, I don't have a lavish lifestyle, but I do go out to eat maybe three times a week or two, three times a week, and I do drink a little bit. So if you can scale back on the things that you do which are unnecessary, you'll find yourself where you have a little bit more that you can put away and then you can have something for later and start building up a rainy day fund. That's for me. That's my own interpretation. I can't speak for anyone else because I don't know what they're doing with their money. But I don't use drugs. I don't have any habits that are extravagant except when I do travel. So if I can cut back on that, I'll be all right. I think but one of the things... I th thank th first of all, thank you for the call, Rob. I think one of the things we can do is we can we can look at putting everybody can do this. Look at putting ourselves first instead of figuring out all the other stuff we have to do. You might not need a better paying job or passive income or secondary income because you can just stop going out to eat three times a week and cut down on your drinking. And and, and I'm talking about me too. The little things that I do, me personally. I've literally cut back on going to Starbucks, right? I cut back on what I get at Starbucks. Now I've worked my way down to a cup of coffee. And that's it. And a couple other days I get oatmeal and that's it. And the money that I, somebody's whispering how often I go to Starbucks. I go every day because that's my breakfast. I would eat oatmeal with, with blueberries and, egg white egg bites to have my protein and one tall cup of black coffee. That's it. And then I drink two Trenta things of water and then I'm done. No, that's not a cop's breakfast. That's well-rounded. I got fruit, 
I got oatmeal, I got protein, and I got water. Like, really? Nah. So there, Rhea's talking all. <clears throat> anyway, but, 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 but that's the kind of thing. Somebody asking you, what do you eat? What do you, we have to start asking each other and taking care of each other and figuring out what are you doing that you, like Rob, what are you doing that you can't make it? Well, dinner three times a week, dude, that's, that's, I need to hang out with Rob. Where we going, Rob? But you, you know what I mean? We can change ourselves and make small changes that over time save that money and make it. Sounds like Rob knows what he's talking about, dividends and all that. So, so it's not like Rob was, you know, falling asleep in school or falling asleep at work. Interesting. Top five at five coming up. And I've got new U.S. Census data in the five o'clock hour. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon.